I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the sixth episode of the series Fabulous Foods, we trace the journey of Club from the islands of Indonesia to the student hostels of India and uncover the web of transnational smuggling and nostalgia that has come to define it today. Peter Piper picked some packs of pickled peppers in each pack of pickled peppers that Peter Piper picked was 3 pickled peppers. Now Peter Piper is happy with all 36 of his pickled peppers. How many packs of pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? You may remember this nursery rhyme from school. But ever wondered where it comes from? Why was Peter Piper interested in pickling peppers in the first place? The answer goes back all the way to 1748. A young French adventurer, Pierre Pouvre, proposed to voyage to the Eastern world. He went on to become the governor of the French-controlled islands of Mauritius and Réunion. Pierre was a botanist and horticulturist, and his surname actually meant pepper. The reason why Pierre wanted to voyage the Eastern world, however, had nothing to do with his interest in the natural world as a botanist. He was no Alexander von Humboldt. the famed german polymath who laid the foundations for the field of biogeography pierre's ambitions were more entrenched in the colonial power game playing out in southeast asia in the 18th century this supposed man of science wanted to be a smuggler with the aim of ending the trade monopoly of the dutch on the prized commodity of the western world nutmeg and club the plan was simple step 1 was to smuggle club and nutmeg from the dutch possessed moluccas or maluku islands of the malay archipelago these were the only known places in the world where nutmeg and clove grew step 2 was to introduce these spices in the isle de france with the aim to turn the island into a cultivating ground for the french spice trade so the french colonial government approved the proposal meanwhile the governor general of french india joseph francois duplay handed a secret letter to pierre He offered twenty thousand piastres for twenty-five nutmeg and clove plants each. Duple presented the same letter to a Spanish merchant named Cavallo, who sailed from Pondicherry to Manila. Apparently, this certain Cavallo was prone to gossip. To Pierre's great surprise, when he disembarked in Manila in late May 1751, the contents of the letter had become publicly known, and the mission was no longer a secret. He meanwhile had additional problems to deal with. Clove seeds were not common among traders as they only sold grown plants. Now that the lid was blown off his operation, he did not enjoy the kind of protection and patronage of the French colonial government as he had earlier. So Pierre decided to get creative. Over the next few years, he entered into informal agreements with anyone who could forward his project, which included an old and respected dervish, Hade Hashim, and a pirate from the Indonesian islands of Sulawesi. Ding Podnoy. If you go to the Ternate Islands in Maluku today, you would find a tree. Getting there is no easy feat. 
They are separated from Indonesia's capital by two time zones and some 3,500 kilometers. To reach them by sea, it would take weeks and the flight connectivity is limited. However, if you make your way to the island, about 1,800 meters above sea level, you would find this tree. Once 40 meters tall and 4 meters round, sadly today, all that remains is a massive stump and some bare branches. The tree is known as Afo, estimated to be 350 to 400 years old. It is the world's oldest known spice tree. Legend has it that it is this very tree Pierre found and smuggled love to the French islands. He successfully used Afo's contraband to propagate new cloth plantations in French Seychelles and Zanzibar. A pocket full of seeds had proved enough to end the Dutch cloth monopoly. But long before the trade monopolies were established, cloth had been widely recognized for its aromatic and medicinal properties. In China, from the period of the later Han dynasty, there is a well-known anecdote about its efficacy as a breath freshener. High-ranking officials were required to put gloves in their mouths when addressing the emperor as a mark of respect to him. Into the Song period, more medical and practical functions had been attached to gloves. The most essential medical property is listed as pungent and warm, non-toxic, to warm spleen and stomach, to cure sudden intestinal turmoil and bloat, various kinds of wind swelling, and tooth cavity. Interestingly, These are also the benefits of club recorded in Ayurvedic texts. But beyond the medicinal and its obvious uses in food, club finds itself in a very strange place. While the origins of this usage are markedly Indonesian, it's found itself in the story of many young Indian men and women growing up. But the cash-strapped college student wanting to experiment with smoking, this was the go-to thing. Not only did the cigarette last longer to be passed around, it gave off the aroma of club comforting to the indian nose so attuned to its smell you probably know this cigarette as gudang garam gudang garam gudang garam is actually a branded variation of the indonesian kritek or a club cigarette it's called a kritek because the name resembles the sound of burning clubs gudang garam is not just a cigarette of youthful nostalgia it's big serious business its last owner Rachman Halim went on to become the richest man in Indonesia. Beat the French, Portuguese, Dutch or Indonesians. Club has been at the heart of transnational capitalism for centuries. It's been recognized for its aromatic culinary and medicinal uses and continues to power the tobacco addiction of millions of Indonesians. Its timeless existence is a subtle reminder of how almost everything we encounter contains multitudes. The club is as much a flavorer of the biryani as it is an ingredient in gudangara. In our quest to understand the world and make sense of it, let us not create caricatures of people and communities, but appreciate them for the sweet and spicy cloves they are. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app. or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yv travel 42 on instagram